are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL show. It is the Friday edition. I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q. I'm Locked On Steelers. He's Locked On Raiders here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It is a beautiful Friday, Q, because we are not recording this at two in the morning <laughs> like we were last week. No, it is, man. I'm telling you, it sure is. Uh, it sure is nice, right? When you don't have to wait till uh, midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning to get into action because of the draft. But now I don't want to complain because the draft was a lot of fun. Uh, it was great covering it all last weekend and just being a part of that. But man, it is nice to kind of get back to some kind of normal hours. I'll tell you what, I, I will complain. I will complain. <laughs> Do that. Start it at two o'clock in the afternoon. It'll finish by six. Then we can all go to bed at normal times. You know, that, that'd be, that, I'd be totally fine with that. But anyways, we got some news and notes to go over here um, that's been going on in the NFL. The draft is over, but teams are still making moves out here. Um, a couple important ones. The Dolphins have done a bit of a DB swap here. Um, they got rid of Bobby McCain earlier this week. Um, one of their one of their captains on in, in the, on the defense, and then they went and got Jason McCourty, um, which a very interesting flip there, because McCourty, of course, longtime guy for the Patriots, um, and uh, McCain was kind of their guy. An interesting move and a flip of positions, but I, Q, I think a lot of teams are going to start doing this with some of their more expensive players. Yeah, no, it, that's the situation, man. And, and it's crazy. I bet you veterans, while they're watching the draft, they're excited about it to see the additions that come to their team. But then they're also thinking like, oh, damn, I think I'm going to lose my job now because this guy just, you know, they just drafted this hot shot young dude. But in this case, with McCain and McCourty, it's not that situation. Like you said, it was more of a money dump. And, and the other thing is McCourty is a guy, like you said, longtime Patriot, which means longtime Brian Flores guy. Yes. So it all makes sense. Flores is the head coach there in Miami. They bring in McCourty, uh, get a guy that's a little bit more, uh, you know, well-versed with what Brian Flores wants to do. And I'll tell you, man, uh, not a Miami Dolphin fan, but I am a fan of Brian Flores. I love what he's doing in Miami. Yeah, I think it's really interesting what he's building. I'm interested to see how it keeps going. Um, you know, he's taken some steps forward there. I think they, they took some real steps last year. I want to see if Tua can make the next step. They could be something for real in right. the AFC East, um, which, you know, everyone's wondering, you know, who will step up to be the challenger to the Bills right now. So, I mean, dog, they won 10 games with a quarterback that they don't know. I mean, they didn't win all of them with, with Tua, obviously, right. but still, they found a way to win 10 games, and their quarterback question is still not settled. Mm-hmm. So that tells you that Brian Flores is doing something pretty positive there. Yeah, yes, he is. And that defense, they got playmakers. So yep. well, for him to go and get a glue guy like McCourty that's going to know what he wants and he'll, he'll yep. have that relationship, good things for the Dolphins. I'd say good things for the Lions as well. They locked up Frank Ragnow, who many are saying now maybe, maybe the best center in the league. Whether 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 or not he is, that's not a that, that's a debate. But what's not up for a debate is now he's the most expensive uh, center in the league with the new contract he got. And uh, Q, this is kind of wrapping up the uh, the fifth year option discussion yep. um, as far as who got who got their fifth year options exercised. Only two players got extensions this year. Uh, from their instead of fifth year options and they were both offensive linemen um, in uh, Colton Miller for the Raiders um, and Ragnow for the Lions interesting situation there uh, because now you got these two linemen that are there we had a ton of guys who had their their 
uh, their fifth year options exercised. Right. Um, but what did you think when you saw it, when you saw this move from the lions and how it made you feel more about when you take a step back and look at this 2018 class? Well, you know, I think the class was very successful, at least the first round. I mean, as many guys has got their, their, uh, their fifth year option picked up 21 out of 32, nine out of the top 10, four out of the five quarterbacks, Josh Rosen's the only quarterback that didn't get picked up. Uh, so I think that it was a very successful first round. But what stood out to me more was what you mentioned. Colton Miller, he got a contract extension from the Raiders. Ragnow gets a contract extension from the Lions. Offensive linemen, those guys are the guys that got rewarded first. Every other player in that first round has to basically play another year, and then the team may reward them, or they may just exercise the next two years and then let them walk. But the offensive linemen, you know that you know teams and, and games and, and championships are won in the trenches. That's how you build a really good team is with the trenches. And you see the first two guys that get their, their contract extended really when they didn't have to. They're only after, they've only played three years in the league. They could have gone another year before they got an extension, but both their teams respectively decided to go ahead and give them that extension right now. So offensive linemen are very important. Obviously, Miller is a left tackle and uh, Ragnall is the center. So those are two key cogs on that offensive line. And they pay them now, give them an extension now. When the salary cap is going to probably go up in a major way next year, they won't have to get, worry about giving them a balloon payment. They already got those guys taken care of and locked down. I hear that. And funny enough, too, that, because they weren't the first two linemen pick. Remember, this is the Quentin Nelson year. He's still yep. he's on his fifth year option. Um, you know, he's a guy I'd try to lock up sooner rather than later because every year that he plays, he gets better. Yep. Um, yep. And, and I think he's going to continue to be expensive. Then, of course, Mike McGlinchey, uh, uh, I think I think I said that right. McGlinchey. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Um, he, you know, he, he being the 49ers guy, um, at offensive tackle, he had his fifth year option exercise, but he didn't get an extension. Um, but it, it's interesting outside of Josh Rosen, which is hilarious, um, at the 10th overall pick, uh, outside of Josh Rosen, all of the first 18 draft picks from that class were either extended or had their fifth year option exercised. And then after that, only, I believe four or five. Right. of the remaining picks had their options exercised rag now, of course, being one of them with the 20th pick that year, Isaiah Wynn for the Patriots, DJ Moore for the Panthers, Calvin Ridley for the Falcons. And of course, Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. Um, I, I think it's, it says, that, like you said, that's a strong class of signings. It really is. And one guy that you didn't mention who didn't get picked up was Leighton Van Der Esch. And you know, the thing about it is, mm. and this is something I say all the time and people hate it, but ability is your best or uh, availability is your best ability. And Leighton Van Der Esch just hasn't been available enough. And he was banged up and had health concerns coming out of uh, college. And guess what? It translated to the NFL. So why I bring that up is because we spent a lot of time leading up to the draft talking about Caleb Farley and Hey, this guy's a stud defensive back, but he's mm -hmm. got health concerns. Well, Look what happens. A few years later, the Cowboys are like, no, we'll let you play this contract out, but we're not going to pick up your fifth-year option. Why? Because he hasn't been available. I'm not wishing no harm on anybody. I want Caleb Farley to be successful, but it just when you're not a healthy guy, you're not a healthy guy, and I think that everyone's going to find out sooner rather than later he's just not a healthy dude. It, <laughs> people say that about me when I drink too much. I'm just not a healthy dude. <laughs> That's a different kind of health, though. That's a different <laughs> kind of health, my man. <laughs>
Um, but no, in all seriousness, um, it, it definitely is something weighing down, and it's it, it's it sucks for him. It's unfair yeah. sometimes. It's like man, he's he's putting his best af- effort out there, but it, like you said, availability is the best ability. If you ain't out and, there, and the thing the thing about it is to take it a step further mm-hmm. is that's why I said he was off my first round board. You now know you what say, I mean? You now, say that you, you let him slide that. to the second round. It's a different subject, but that's why. I, I didn't I didn't think it was smart to take a chance in the first round with him because you're dedicating so much money. You do have an extra year, but you're still dedicating so much money. So if you let him drop to the second round, then, OK, maybe you feel a little bit better about rolling the dice and hoping that you strike gold. But if you crap out, then you don't feel quite as bad as giving up that first round pick. That's that's the exact reason why, because health is a major, major key for me. I hear that entirely. Um, it, you know, that, that's, that's a, that is a major key. I mean, and heck in, in, in Steeler nation, when we talk about draft picks, people, <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to be sleeping on that. I, I don't sleep on that ever, <laughs> ever. Steeler nation is totally the thing. Anyways. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, it was like, I think the 2015 NFL draft, there was a second round pick. Senquez Golson got a Ole Miss was an intercepting machine. He was giving yeah. Alabama problems in the sec came to Pittsburgh Got hurt in training camp, never manifested, never saw the field in preseason. And yep. to this day, Steelers fans are like, ugh. And it's like, that was a second-round pick. I, I do feel you about the first-round pick part because if you pick that guy, not only is it the money portion and everything that goes into it, but a first-round pick has to be a part of, of your building process. And yep. you can afford to miss a first-round pick every four or five years if you're getting at least you know singles and doubles out of your other first-round picks. But if you miss a couple in a row, it's a problem. And if you pick one that was kind of – you had injury questions and then the next year you miss again, it's going to be like, oh, man, I really right. did it to myself. Yep, that's those are major building blocks. And if you miss out on them, man, I mean, look, you need the the third round guys, the second round guys, the fourth round guys. You need those guys to come through as well. I mean, that's that that creates a lot of depth, and that's where a lot of the starters come from. But you really want those first rounders to be difference makers. You want those first rounders to be guys that you know are going to get on the field and contribute immediately. You know, and so that's where the problem is. If you have a guy that's so banged up that he can't he can't contribute, then all of a sudden you sit there with egg on your face and wonder what happened. Well. Everyone told you that he had a lot of injury history. So really the, 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 the blame is on you. It's not on anybody else. Exactly. Um, that, that's the risk you run. We got to take a quick break. When we come back. We want to talk about this memo that got sent out to NFL teams after Jawan James's injury. What are we talking about? Find out after this, but first we got to talk to our friends at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. The only place that we trust here in the lockdown podcast network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
Hey, Steelers fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT, that's D-R-A-F-T, to 231 231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by testestophen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenix Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Nugenix Total Tea is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, She'll like it too. Again, text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, Chris Carter and your boy Q here rocking with you on a Friday episode. So Q, there was this memo that the NFL sent out to their players, I believe Thursday, or Wednesday, excuse me. And it was in response to... Juwan James, the offensive tackle for the Denver Broncos, who was due a lot of money this year, um, he had a torn Achilles while training off off site and not in an NFL facility. And the memorandum was just basically a reminder to all players that if you are injured in an off an off NFL site, like off an NFL site while training, not in in their in your facilities that are hosted by your team then you run the risk of the Broncos, they don't owe him any money for this season. Right. He, like he is basically, his con- his this year of his contract is forfeit as far as money that he would be due. And Q, that is being received as like a threat to a lot of players. And there's there's a bit of a mixed response for about how this should be perceived as far as like, you know, saying like the NFL is trying to strong arm us. But I mean, this was something that you talked about yep. with, players you know wanting to not do uh otas but this is part of the risk is that if you don't this is the bargaining power the nfl is trying to force upon you right and that's why i'm so confused because i know the nflpa is firing back i know they're saying like you said the nfl is trying to bully them and try to strong arm them and make them go to the facility but this was something that they said when they were all talking about opting out and oh we're gonna opt out not show up and they said you run the risk if you're out there training and practicing and doing stuff on your own away from the facility, you get injured, you don't get you don't get paid, you know? And so they said that before any of the OTAs or any of the little, uh, or, you know, little practices were supposed to begin. And I know they're voluntary, so you don't have to show up, but that was something that was put out there. So I'm so confused why so many players, I saw Patrick Mahomes talking about, oh, so he's training and he can't get paid because he was training and working out. No, but he was training and working out away from where he was supposed to be, and it was already put in stone. Like, if I know that, they had to have known that. You know what I mean? So that why, that's why it's confusing to me. And, and look, let's be a perfect honest about the situation. Yes, they're trying to strong arm him. They are, but they can. You know what I mean? Like, they can't because <laughs> they put it in writing. You know what I mean? It's like, They yeah. have the power. You know, remember that? Remember that? Uh, I don't remember what movie it is. You're a movie guy, not me. But remember they said, uh, they were talking about Jordan and LeBron, and he said, Jordan's got six rings. And dude's like, <laughs> Bad teacher. Yeah. Yes. Dude's like, dude's like, is that the only argument you got? He's like, it's the only one I need. It's the only argument I need, Sean. Yes. Yes. That's I it. do remember. So, yeah. They might be trying to strong arm you, but they can because they already have it in, in writing, in paper, in front of you. And so you knew that. So I don't really understand. And I'll tell you right now, if I got $10 million on the line, like Jawan James did, you know where I'm practicing? 
at the damn facility. I'm not even <laughs> thinking about forfeiting $10 million. And I don't know why my family would say, hey, yeah, that's a good idea, Q. Go ahead and, and, and practice somewhere else or warm up somewhere else or train somewhere else. Hell no. My family would be like, you better take your ass to the uh, facility and practice. <laughs> we ain't losing that bread this year. Go on and get out there. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. That don't make any sense. I, I do got to say it does seem, and especially now, like I get if this was this time last year. We still right. didn't know nothing about right. COVID. I mean, yeah, COVID was something serious. And, and, and look, it's still something serious, but we see everything is starting to open up. We see things are starting to return, you know, and, and there's vaccines. There's all kinds of things going on. So you have options this year where last year you were in the dark, man. You're running around like Stevie Wonder. Damn. No disrespect. That was disrespectful. I, that's my favorite artist, man. How you going? Just, just <laughs> that's why I said no disrespect, man. Come he was on, great. Man. You you could have said anybody. You said Stevie. Oh no, I couldn't have said anybody. I only have select guys that are blind. <laughs> you could have said Ray Charles. I would have felt much better about that. Well, Ray was great too. And Ray was great, but he ain't Stevie. Anyways, all right, man. Let's not to... argue about blind guys. <laughs> but but hold on, but hold on. I I do get your point here, but I I think this is. Because these are individual players saying this stuff, too. Right. The NFLPA, I think you'd agree with me, is the weakest oh, yeah. players union of the major of the major four uh, professional sports in the United States. And they, it, despite it being the biggest moneymaker, despite their, their players being the biggest stars in the country, uh, maybe only rivaled by the NBA at times, this to me still says, like, man – this uh these these guys don't have a lot of powers so they're trying to find ways to to project themselves and to to get the, their 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 name out there uh or to get their their case out there because they're not being represented well enough i just i, I get the frustration because a lot i'm sure a lot of guys were kind of like we shouldn't be signing this cba but it's just the fact is until they put their foot down and they say nfl you need us to to make your league run and not play until they get what they want. That and they have to do it as a group because if they have people break through the, the picket line, they go. They, they're going to. It's not going to work. Um, but until they put their foot down, the NFL is going to keep walking all over them, which they continue to do. And, it, and like you're right now, it's like it's like what you said. You know, it's the only argument they need. It's like it's like when when the when you're at the game and then you're a fan and this other guy's talking trash to you about your team and you just point and you say scoreboard. That's what the <laughs> NFL has to do. Is like we have this the CBA scoreboard yep. because this it's 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 a wrap. This isn't a debate anymore. Right. This is these are the terms that have been made. Now you can gripe and you can make it difficult here and there, but at the end of the day, the NFL is going to get what they want what they what the what the nfl players have to do is they if they're going to do something they have to take a united stand and they have to do it before they sign a cba it's going to be active for the next several years yeah and before they sign a cba uh i don't know a year ago you know what i mean you had an opportunity to make a, a, right. a stand and that was before you signed the cba in 2020 i mean you just now you got 10 more years before you can even get back to the negotiating table and look, there was a lot of players that didn't even vote. There was a ton of players that didn't vote. So mm -hmm. when they're complaining now, you know who it's on? It's on you. Yeah. You decided that you wanted to agree to the CBA. The people that went and voted that the CBA made sense for, they voted. They got it approved. And guess what? Now this is where we're at. And this is where you're at. And it was all approved by you just a year ago. You can't really complain when you agreed to it a year ago. Now, five or six years into a, a, an agreement and maybe things aren't going so well, you can say, hey, something's not right. Maybe we need to, you know, get back to the table and think about changing some things up. But you can't change things up one year into it. You just can't.
I feel you entirely there. It's it's. We'll see how this keeps going. We'll keep monitoring this on the Locked On NFL uh, podcast here on the Lock Podcast Network. Uh, we are uh, the Locked On Podcast Network. Excuse me. We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, come back. We got some projections on which teams are getting comp picks next year. We want to talk about that and the impact it might have on the season. But first, let's talk about let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On NFL podcast, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. So Q, uh, Lance Zerline released his predictions on how the comp picks will work out. Now, I don't know about you, Q. I started to read about how comp picks work and all this formula stuff, and I'm, you know what? I was like, you know what? Just tell me. Just tell me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not predicting it. Because um, there was like, it was like years ago. I tried to predict it, and I was just like, nope, got it way wrong. I don't know what this formula is. Um, just tell me what happened. So I, I'll trust the guys who figure that formula out. Right. Um, but of the, of this, of these picks, there's, there seemed to be a lot going around and it's interesting because there's a lot of strategy that went into this year, especially because the salary cap was tight. So a lot of pl- team, a lot more teams were dumping players this year than normal, um, to, to clear out cap space, but then they also weren't being signed up as quickly as normal because of that. And because, and because one, because of money and two, because teams knew that they could that they could save their comp picks by waiting until after the draft. I mean, the Ravens practically were like obvious about about it. Like, hey, they're going to wait to sign the Steelers' offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva, so that not only do they not lose comp pick value from from the from this next year, but the Steelers don't gain any. Right. Uh, so, like, I get that it was part of the strategy, and uh, it's interesting. We got a team this year uh, for the first time ever, I think. Uh, in the Rams that's projected to receive five comp picks right. um, next year. Pretty crazy stuff here. We got a couple teams that are supposed to re- receive four in the Chargers and the Ravens and the Cardinals and the Lions. And the, oh, no, I'm sorry, those are teams with three. Um, uh, no, no, it was just the Chargers with four. And then the Ravens, uh, Cardinals, Lions, and Saints are to receive three. So right. interesting lineup of, of, of teams here that are supposed to get comp picks. And I know people are like, uh, it's just at the end of the third round, which makes them practically fourth round picks. But still, that's important draft capital when you're talking about those middle range players. Like this year, when you had several guys in that area that were that looked to be extremely valuable. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about it is, back in the day, you weren't able to trade those comp picks. Now you can. So, for example, I think the Cowboys went into the draft with uh, maybe 12 
12 mm -hmm. uh, picks, draft picks, and I didn't think that they were going to use them all. They ended up selecting 11 people, but that's cool. You can move around with those. You can use those as draft capital and, and trade, you know, and that's what the Cowboys traditionally do is they follow that same formula that Baltimore did. You know, they wait till after that May 3rd date where uh, th those uh, free agents that they signed don't work against them in the, you know, in the comp pick. They love to get their comp picks. You mentioned the Rams who have five. They, they lost five free agents and they had no key free agent additions. So that's why they're set up for four. But then because they also lost one of their front office guys who ended up going to the Lions as the GM, Brad Holmes, and he was a man of color and they have this new program that they have set up. Well, they get that extra special comp pick. So that's the only reason they get five because the maximum was four. But I mean, it's, it's, it's genius. I think it's great. If you can have your normal seven draft picks that most teams get, give or take, unless they've already traded a few of them, you know, in the, in the season or whatever to another team. But if you could pick up a couple extra draft picks, just because you lost a couple free agents, one, that means that you're traditionally drafting really well. That's another thing. The teams that are, are getting comp picks, they're normally teams that draft really well and other teams want to sign your free agents. You're, you're confident enough to let your free agents go and then know that you have some guys behind them that's developed that you feel like could fill that void, or you're just too cheap to, to re-sign them, which whatever, it doesn't matter. Teams still want your free agent. So then you're going to get a pick back in return. So yeah, you're already starting out with your normal seven, but like the Cowboys, you end up with 11 picks, man. That's like gold. You can either use them all or you can start moving and shaking and start trading and, and moving up in the draft and moving around for a, sp a specific player. And it's almost like playing with someone else's money. It's like, it's like gambling with someone else's money. You can't lose. Yeah, that's the thing there. Now, the only thing with comp, with comp picks is that, you know, I, I think it sometimes gets overlooked that you're that you're essentially giving up the the, the players that you did draft, um, you know, in, in the situation. And it doesn't always work out. Like, if you're giving up guys that just don't get signed or nobody cares about, like, that doesn't help. Or if you're giving up guys that really could have helped you in the long run, you know, is gaining a third round, you know, a third or fourth round pick for that guy really worth it now in some situations it, it, it is because you know you can't afford to keep everybody like for the Steelers this past year Bud Dupree was a guy that I mean we knew two years ago they just weren't gonna be able to pay this guy and right. pay TJ Watt and everyone else and then when COVID hit it was like okay they're definitely not gonna be able to pay this guy but you let him go he signs a mega deal with the Titans you get a third round pick, pick, uh, comp pick from him which is part of the predictions for them this year uh, maybe the first time they've had a third round comp pick I believe since the 2017 NFL draft. Um, so, uh, so, you know, it, it does bring value. It's interesting to keep a watch on. We won't know still for a while, but uh, Lance, Lance Zerline wrote about this on NFL.com, just his projections. And that guy, that is a guy I trust with his calculations. Oh, yeah. on these. I've seen yep. him be right quite a few times. So um, that's why I wanted to bring this up. But before we go, Q, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on the updates on this Aaron Rodgers stuff. I know the guys talked about it yesterday. Yeah. But more and more we keep get seeing info leaked and you know and we're seeing text messages that he sent into the team comparing their gm to jerry Krause, which you know was kind of interesting do you think that he that like do you think this is this is actually making it so that he's actually going to be on another team next year or do you think the, the packers are going to hold on to this guy with a vice grip you know i think that they're going to end up holding on to him like a vice grip you know i've gone back and forth on this situation uh, you know, especially when it, it broke on uh, on draft day last week on Thursday, uh, the first round of the NFL draft. I felt one way about it and, and just, you know, it, it was really interesting and juicy and it was like the most interesting story. But the more and more that rolls out, I just feel like that there's some kind of I don't know, it's, uh, it's some kind of different 
forces or some kind of, you know, I mean, like uh, ulterior motives that are, are being played in the background, you know, and I don't think this is a money situation. I honestly don't believe that Aaron Rodgers is even putting this stuff out there. I mean, I know he's kind of a different dude. I like to call these guys like different cats. He's a different cat. But at the same time, man, it's just, you know, why would who, first of all, is going to talk about what text message, what group text message? I mean, I think in every one of our walks of lives, we all have group texts going on with, you know, people at our job. Who's just going to go out there and put that out there when you play with Aaron Rodgers? You play with Aaron Rodgers. Why would you put that out there that he's talking bad about the GM? Why would you say that, you know, Aaron Rodgers wants the GM fired or else he's not coming back? Like, who's putting that stuff out there? I just, I feel like that there's more going on that we don't know about that we may start to learn about. I think that's the biggest thing is that we're going to start finding out where more and more of these conversations and these leaks are even coming from. And it's funny, I even heard Adam Schefter on NFL Network on a Thursday talking about, well, uh, or he went on NFL Network, but they were talking about on NFL Network saying that uh, Schefter had put something out saying that he put that out on draft day because that was just, uh, it was like the combination of everything that had been going on in the offseason and he felt the need to put it out there on draft day. So it's like, he wasn't even prompted to put it out there. He just did yeah. to stir it up on draft day. So it's like, the more and more we hear about this, the more interesting it gets. And I feel like it's really less and less on Aaron Rodgers. And I, I ultimately think he's going to, uh, return to to Green Bay. I don't think he's going to miss out on you know what forty something million dollars in twenty twenty one. I just don't see that. So uh, that's that's how I think it ends up shaking out. It's a lot of money, and that's the thing. The team eventually is going can can just say you know what we know you, we're not trading you. Just just get over here, um, right. and, and get get to throwing get to throwing this football. So I I kind of agree with you. I just. I keep going back and forth about it too. I'm just like, man, at one point I think he might be gone. At right. point, another point he might be, he, he looks like he's staying. Um, it is weird that this stuff is getting out. And um, and Adam Schefter, when people ask him about it, he's just like, no, yeah, I just did it. And I'm like, it, it, it's very rare that I've seen Adam Schefter in a position where he can, where he, it, it, it appears like he, it starts to appear like maybe that there's something else there. Like, you know, because normally when something happens, he's just reporting it. I mean, like he's right. fleshed it out. He has nothing to hide. You know, he, he has a source, but it's not like it's a devious source. At this time, it just comes off like there's something else going on. And he yeah. felt like reporting it then. It's like, okay, why? You know, that that's a heck of a news dump day in the middle of the NFL draft when you, if you had saved that for a few days later, it still would have been just as juicy. And uh, and maybe, maybe someone else would have gotten to it. I don't know. But uh and who knows maybe this was maybe there was there was you know plans to shake up draft moves and, and draft perspectives but still just a, a peculiar situation that we will keep you abreast of right here on the locked on nfl podcast thanks so much for listening to the show uh, as always you can subscribe to us on apple spotify google podcast and honesty app um if you're finding this show on anywhere that's not Apple and you're missing it on Apple, we apologize for the inconvenience. It's not us, uh, but it is. Apple has been having some problems lately. They're tripping. They Apple are tripping. Thanks right now. They are tripping. But uh, what I do is encourage you if, you, if, if you're having those problems and you're listening, you found a way to listen to this podcast, tell your friends, tell your people on social media that uh, you can find this anywhere else uh, if, if you're having problems on Apple. Uh, Q, always fun to do these shows with you um, for the Fridays and close out the week, man. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, no doubt. Everything I put out, I put out on uh, on my Twitter account, uh, at your boy Q254. Tweet out the, the link to the show each and every day, Locked On Raiders, and then Locked On Bets with uh, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. You want to get your gambling fix on, uh, I take care of both of those for you. So uh, definitely follow me there. Uh, of course, do the radio shows on the daily on, uh, on Fox Sports Central Texas. And uh, yeah, man, here with you on Fridays, man, and definitely appreciate your time.
Same here. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Um, you can listen to the Locked On Steelers podcast daily Monday through Friday where I'm breaking everything down the Steelers. You can also read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com and listen to our shows there on the DK Sports Radio Network. Also found everywhere podcasts are hosted. But I cover the Steelers, pit football, pit basketball, and all things NFL draft there as well. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in the ears on Monday with more episodes from the Locked On NFL podcast. Dope. About 30 minutes, I think.